Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. We wanted the best. We got the best. Gene Simmons is on the phone. Hello, Gene. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for giving me the clap. I heard it. See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> I find it hard to believe you've avoided it to this point, Gene, from the stories I've heard. Uh, settle down. Settle down. It's not that late in the day. We don't have to go poopy talking. Uh, no, so far, so good. Fanshawe College presents an interactive evening with Gene Simmons, November 6th at the Start.ca performance stage. What can fans expect if they come out? Well, look, if you guys want to come and hang out and talk about kids and how long is your tongue and am I your lost child, you know, we could do that. That's fine. But, you know, I used to be a sixth grade teacher. I gave a little pregnant pause there. They go, what? Huh? I really did. (laughs) Yeah. And I wasn't born in the States or Canada. I come from Israel and I had to learn how to speak English. English is my third or fourth language. And, but you, like anything else, you have to do it correctly. And what I found over the years, I went to school and I learned the same things you did, which is that General Wolfe stormed Fort Montreal and you know there was a French and Indian War, which was not really a war between the French and the Indians because they were on the same side against the British, 1848, blah, 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 blah. And none of that stuff prepares you for life. What school doesn't do, and what we happen to be a victim of, is being totally unprepared for life when we become grown-ups. What are taxes? What's capitalism? What's the price of goods? What's the cost of marriage? More importantly, what's the cost of divorce? <laughs> what's Amen. What's, after that? <laughs> what's, what's a mortgage? Will a farm animal sue you if you're improper? You know, all that stuff that you guys think about. See, that was another joke. See what I did there? <laughs> and so over the years, I've written quite a few business books. One was called Me, Inc., Me, Incorporated, Be an Army of One. In plain, simple language, everything you've learned in school totally prepares you for not, N-A-U-G-H-T, in no way, shape, or form, for life. And so there, uh, nobody knows everything. That's a double negative, which means very few people kind of really know all this stuff. Yeah, but it definitely seems like everybody thinks they know everything. What are we going to learn from listening to you, Gene? How you can make a truckload more money just by making simple decisions. Of course, there's no substitute for hard work. So you, because you're a bright guy, um, you're going to have to make three decisions, have the right thing, whatever that thing is, at the right place, wherever that is, and at the right time, whenever that is. But, but, the, other, but the other thing is, uh, the mountain ain't coming to you. You didn't get this job by sitting on your butt at home at, in Sudbury someplace. The radio station said, you know, we got to go find these guys, get them a radio show. No, 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 you have to work your butt off, right? Uh, yeah, we work really hard, right, Jim? Nobody believes us, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, we do. It's all about you, not necessarily about your resume, because all sorts of people walk in with no resume but are just as bold as possible, uh, you know, just have a take-no-prisoners approach and go, you know what, I'm betting on this guy. He, he's flexible, willing to learn anything, go anywhere, do anything, instead of, you know, his girlfriend who he's beloved and wants to marry. What's more important, you, you me or your job? Get rid of her fast. I'm telling you. <laughs> and right now, social media is going crazy. Oh, that. <laughs> oh, 
he doesn't, what did he just say? <laughs> well, all the stuff we've learned about, you know, how to succeed in life, be more happy, is just wrong. I'll show you how to make more money right away. What would be the first thing that you could tell the average person they're doing wrong and they need to change? What would be the first thing I'd say to them? Yeah. Move. Hmm. Well, move. The mountain ain't coming to you. You want to be a country and western singer and you live in Paris. (laughs) What should you you do? Yeah. (laughs) Go to Nashville, baby. You guys want to be the largest, the most successful. You want to make more money. I know you think you're happy and all that. But there's a million dollars a day waiting for you uh, to do the same thing, but it's someplace else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should get yeah, get the heck oh, out of London. You guys are traitors. <laughs> you guys are, yeah, you guys are traitors. How could you think about it? You know, we're in Sudbury or, you know, Regina someplace. I know, I know. But the reason all the Second City folks and everybody moves to America and stuff like that, nah, it's not because it's better, because you make more money. Yeah. Right. And if and if Vancouver and Montreal someplace pays me more money to do what I do, lots more, I'm moving. And where I'm, and where there's more money and more opportunity and stuff, more beautiful women are there and taller buildings <laughs> and more job opportunity and everything. It, money is the fertilizer of life. And Gene, would you say that uh, your band Kiss and Rock and Roll have been the fertilizer for money? But life, but life is business. The idiots who only talk about rock and roll and guitar strings aren't qualified to tie their own shoelaces. <laughs> remember, if remember, most of these guys who have a guitar strap around their, you know, around their back, if they weren't doing that, they'd be asking the next person in line at Timmy's, "Would you like some fries with that?" <laughs> and there's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with that. But they're not qualified. They never went to school. They can't read or write music. They got lucky. Because money can't buy you happiness. That's not true. The happiest person I ever saw is a guy that just won a $100 million lottery. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. He's happier than the guy that just won the spelling bee. I'm telling you. Did Gene Simmons from KISS just convince us to quit our jobs, (laughs) dump our wives and girlfriends, and move to Vancouver? Yup. <laughs> Gene Simmons coming to London, Ontario, November 6th for a speaking engagement. If you're a KISS fan, if you're looking to uh, find out his secret to success, you're going to want to be at start.ca performance stage that night. Tickets available at the Budweiser Gardens box office. And we've got Dr. Love himself on the phone, Gene Simmons. Now, Gene, here in London, Ontario, we've got uh, an organization called Girls Rock Camp. They empower young girls by teaching them how to rock and roll. And our favorite camper is 10-year-old Violet. She joins us here in the studio. Big Kiss fan, and she'd like to ask you a few questions if that's okay. Hi, my name is Violet. I'm 10 years old. I play the guitar, and I'm so excited for the opportunity of interviewing Gene Simmons, my favorite player in KISS, and one of the most known musicians in music history of the iconic band KISS. Gene, I just have one thing I need to say. Are you ready for this? Well, I have no choice. You've already sucked up all the oxygen in the room, so I'm your choice. (laughs) What's your first question, Violet, for Gene? Who did you look up to when you were 10, and did that influence your music now? And what what kind of kid were you? That's a hybrid question. Uh, I have an advantage. 
being a kid because I had my mother. I was her only child. And my mother lived to be 93 years old. Wow. And she was, at 14, uh, she had a very bad life. And I don't want to get too specific, but she was in a very bad place in something called Nazi Germany. And you can find out more about it because it's difficult to talk about it without getting emotional. But my greatest teacher, and I suspect yours, even more than your teachers or your best friends or all that, and even social media is going to be your mom. That's the smartest person you will ever know. She may not know how to work social media as much as you, but she will know more about life. And that's the most important teacher you will need to get started. So I had an advantage as a, as a kid because my traffic cop, my Jesus, my everything was my mother. And I hope yours is too. And what was the second part of your question? What were you like as a 10-year-old? I, like a lot of 10-year-olds, I was attracted to stupid things because I didn't know that that glowing thing in front of me was actually fire. I'm speaking metaphorically. And by putting my hand in it, maybe my hand can glow like that. You know, it takes your mom to say, no, don't do that. Cross on the red, cross at the green. My mother was... Uh, the best teacher, so she kept me on the straight and narrow, because when you're 10, you don't really make the right decisions. But I, I wanted to do the same things everybody at 10 years of age did. I wanted to watch reruns of My Littlest Hobo. <laughs> you what that is. And I wanted, uh, all, day, all day long, and I wanted to uh, eat candy all day long, and I wanted to do all the stupid things we 10-year-olds do. And by the way, Men never get more mature than 10 years old. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. where it stopped. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to know what um, Kiss did on rainy days. So what do you do? What do you like to do on a rainy day, Gene? You know, the best thing to do is to read. The secret of life, the secret of success, the secret of everything is available to you if you can fall in love with reading all the information of mankind. They used to call it that, mankind. Now it's people kind, but all the information that was ever accumulated throughout history is available to you, usually in the palm of your hands on the cell phone, for free. So I would urge you respectfully to keep reading anything. What's a Barbie doll? How was she made? Where did she came from? Find out. Don't just look at the tree. Find out what's under the ground, the roots of it. How does it work? What's the right thing at the right place at the right time and all that? And that's what life is all about. The more you know, the smarter you'll be because you're already beautiful. And the more all the boys in town will want to be your boyfriend. <laughs> Ew, Violet. <laughs> Violet's 10 years old. She's talking to Gene Simmons from Kiss. What's your next question for Gene? Um, my favorite movie is Phantom of the Paradise. Um, what's yours? Like, what's your favorite movie? I thought you were going to say Kiss Park? meets the Phantom of the Park. <laughs> Have you seen that one? You got to watch that one, Violet. I haven't even seen that. Yeah, Phantom of the Paradise is a great film. I remember it. The guy who was the Phantom is actually my friend. He's a not tall person, and he wrote the music, and he also wrote lots of stuff. Yes. But you should check out a movie called Kiss Meets the Phantom. 
And even cooler than that is Kiss meets Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that one with my son. It's very good. <laughs> my suspicion is, my suspicion is you didn't have to wash it just once. My suspicion is you watched it over and over again. Um, for almost 50 years, you had to stare into the mirror and put on your Kiss makeup. What did you learn about yourself? This is going to sound uh, like a joke or whatever, but it's so true. So listen to the words. I didn't come up with it, but they're true. The harder I worked, the luckier I got. Don't depend on luck. Oh, I'm so lucky. No, no, forget all that. Just work really hard. Get up every day and work harder than the person next to you. And you'll win. You will win. Soon you're done your last tour, what will your purpose here on Earth be then? Well, Violet, I'm very lucky because people allowed me to have other businesses. You know, we have a restaurant chain called Rock and Blues, and there's a film company and real estate and a lot of other stuff. But the idea in life, I think, Violet, is to work really hard, make a lot of money so that you can feed your family and your children and Perhaps someday you'll have some of your own, but you'll want to make sure that they're fed. And also to always help somebody else. Charity, church, you know, give back to other people who may not be as fortunate as you are. You believe in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, P.S. Why did you decide to put a ponytail on top of your head? (laughs) You know, the the real truth is uh, pragmatism. Necessity is the mother of invention. Those are grown-up stupid words. It kind of means, uh, I, in those days, I had really long hair, and it was all the same length all the time. And once I started wearing makeup, more makeup than uh, girls wear, and high heels than girls wear, the, the hair in front of my face kept falling on my face and getting stuck in the makeup, so I decided to tie it in a tie, in a not and put it on top of my head so it wouldn't fall on my face. I just want to say thank you to Taz and Jim, Brad Gibb for having me here today, my music teachers Eric, Nathan, Davida, Alice, Alex, and Jared, but most of all Gene Simmons for all your years of rocking out. You, you are a great singer, voice player, amazing songwriter, you breathe fire, good blood spitting, and you wear big tall dragon boots, and that's something to be proud about. <laughs> oh nice God. job, Violet. Have you have you thought have you thought of running for prime minister? Yeah, yeah right? no God. kidding, right? Violet, may I say, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. <laughs> One last thing: once you guys figure out everything, Violet, please ask your mom and dad to come to uh, the event because I want to pull you up on stage. So you can teach some people some really important life lessons and that it's never too early or too late to learn. Would you do that for me? Yeah. Um, Violet, will you go on stage with Gene Simmons Um, from KISS? Yes. (laughs) Gene, that's very generous. The gentlemen that are there with you, I, I, I hope your parents are there too. Please talk it over with them and I'm sure they'll figure out, you know, the details. Okay, I look forward to meeting you. Awesome. We'll get it done, Gene. Thank you so much. November 6th, we'll see you here in London, Ontario. And thank you for your time this morning. Bye. Bye, Violet. So the Premier of Ontario 
Dougie Ford was in Exeter, Ontario yesterday. And the reason was uh, he was announcing that he would be reopening the case of the Black Donnellys. <laughs> was he in Exeter or Lucan? Oh, sorry, he was in Lucan. Yeah, yeah. He was in Lucan yesterday. He's he's reopening the, the Black Donnelly case. All it's the, time. All the bodies will be exhumed. It's been a cold case long enough, and he <laughs> wants to get to the bottom of it. No, no. Doug Ford was really in Lucan yesterday um, to congratulate them on decades of successful Pukin and Lucan <laughs> festivals on St. Patty's Day. This is what Bucca Beer is for! <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. The real reason Doug Ford was in Lucan, Ontario yesterday is because they've got bad cell phone reception. No, that's the real one. <laughs> I was driving up here, and I tried to make a phone call, and I couldn't get cell service. Some, some of these things we take for granted in other regions of Ontario, and just imagine not having that in your region. That's over 200,000 families and households. What's he doing with the cell reception in Lucan then, Dev? So, so they are going to be improving uh, the cell and internet internet reception uh, for uh, rural communities in Ontario. It's it's actually... It's a good thing. It's really... It's badly needed. It's, yeah. it's long overdue. Well, good stuff. Is the, is the cell reception that bad in Lucan? It's, he clearly wasn't trying to make a phone call and it didn't work, coincidentally, yeah. for his So speech. I pulled over and had an impromptu <laughs> press conference. So I, uh, I was trying to make a phone call at Hogtown Cycles. Yeah, uh, just it, like dropping the... It burnt down. Oh, oh, dang. Sorry to bring up a sore spot. <laughs> yeah, not but a good know, reference. He's just, he's just, anyway, he's just pandering, but... Uh, I would... I mean, I know it's important, but I would prefer if... They talked about dropping the price of cell phone plans and internet plans in Canada. Would you Ontario. Would you prefer to have worse reception and pay less for it? Yeah, because I don't even make phone calls anymore. It's all text, basically. Uh-huh. It, I mean, it depends how bad. I but, saw a breakdown in price of what Canadians pay compared to like what like Australians pay. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even while well, you we get some of sometimes you'll see American commercials on TV or the internet and you'll see what uh, they're paying down on the other side of the border for their internet and their cell phone uh uh, costs are way lower than what we're paying here in Canada. Yeah, so now we're paying our crazy rates for phones and internet, and then now the taxpayers are paying $300 million on top of that, so we're paying twice. Again, if your cell phone signal sucks in Lucan, I, I wouldn't like it either, but is it that bad? Well, it's, it's cell phones, it's, it's internet, it's high-speed internet, it's it's just connectivity in, in any way, because it's, it's, it's cell phone service is part of it, but also it's just so businesses can have better internet to do, do mm-hmm. everything, which is really important. Hi, FM 96. Hi, we just wanted to call in and talk about Lucan for a second. Okay, what's your name? My name's Megan. Megan, what do you got? My sister, Brayden. Hey, Brayden. How's it going? Good. So, Lucan doesn't actually have terrible cell cell reception. It's only once a year when Hogtown has Bacon Fest. Bacon Fest just ties up the, uh, the cell phone... It satellites is. and towers. There's like there's like an extra 50,000 people in the town and nobody can make phone calls. It's actually a thing. Is it because there's too many people calling from that location or is it all the bacon grease bunging up the equipment? <laughs> Probably both. Your fingerprints won't re- register on the screen. <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> and Hogtown Cycles is still open just at a different location. Oh, but they did burn down, but they're still open. Yep, they have a new building. 
Okay, well, thank you for clarifying that as well. Anything else Lucan related that we should know? Uh, Lucan, the Irish are f***ing awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Go Irish! <laughs> All of you. <laughs> Bye, ladies. Bye. Now, we had uh, a reporter from 980 CFPL out there with Doug Ford yesterday. Andrew Graham also asked Doug about the petition. Uh, people are wanting anyone who complains calls 911 to complain about an Amber Alert. They should be fined. And this is what Doug had to say. Uh, good morning, Premier Hi. Ford. Uh, Andrew Graham of Global News in London. Um, hey, Andrew. Just speaking of cell phones, there's a, a petition circulating online that looks to, uh, it wants to ask to implement fines for people who call 911 to complain about Amber Alerts. I was wondering if you heard about that or if you had any opinion. I haven't, I haven't heard about it. They're complaining about Amber Alerts? No, 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 no. They're, uh, they're looking to implement fines for people who call 911 to complain about Amber Alerts. Uh, it was circulating online. We had it on Global News this morning. Yeah. You, you know something? I haven't heard about that, but I, who would complain about an Amber Alert? You know, or, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think they're great. You know, it's uh, it's absolutely essential we have Amber Alerts, especially when children go missing. It's critical. But I'll, I'll look into that story for you. I agree. He's pro Amber Alert. Especially when children are missing. I'm not a fan of the Amber Alerts when children aren't missing. They're just a nuisance. I'm amazed he hadn't heard of people complaining about the Amber Alerts. I know he's the premier. He's got a lot uh, it's on pretty his big pl- story on his plate, but still. Well, mm-hmm. it's because he can't check he can't check Global News's website because his cell phone reception is so bad. <laughs> That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.